Open Nesters podcast is a weekly podcast that explores new ways of living as our kids leave the nest. Now in season three, the podcast topics go deeper and wider in interviews with individuals, couples, and experts in areas ranging from relationships and families to adventure, spirituality, and sexuality. This week on the Open Nesters podcast, the friendship series continues with Tessa's best friends, Denise and Shira. Tessa, I'm looking forward to hear this interview with your best friends, Shira and Denise. Maybe there will be something there that I can listen to because I was never privy to your private uh, bonding conversation every week with both of them. Oh, so it's true. I hope all of you can can kind of just be witnesses to what a dear central friendships and lifelong friendships offer. And I hope you'll enjoy this interview. Let's hear it from Tessa, Denise, and Shira. Wow. Welcome to the Open Nesters podcast, my dearest besties, friends. Hi, Denise and Shira. Hi. <laughs> this is such a delight. I've been waiting for so long to do with you because we... We value our friendship in a way I've never, ever experienced in such a deep and rich way. And I know how important it is for us as we age. And there's so many statistics about that. And I'll probably do a whole summary and give people other insights at, at the breaks or when I edit this podcast. But I want to hear from you why it's even important to you to talk about friendship with me today. So I'll ask Shira. She got on first. Why is it important to talk about friendship, Shira? <laughs> oh, why is it important to talk about friendship? It's the greatest thing in the world, friendship. I don't know what I would do without my friends, especially the last few years, um, which I'll go into maybe a little bit later. But, um, I mean, first of all, my girlfriends, because I grew up with sisters, and my sisters especially my older sister, just a year and a half older, Aviva, was my best friend for years and years. And really until she went away to Israel. So that's a long time um, in university, when you're in university. So when she left, actually, that really opened up a wide space to start having other really, really close girlfriends. And I did. I did. That was really exciting. I, I'll never forget it. Um, and uh, so, but the, the the topic of friendship, I think I could talk about for hours and hours, and especially our friendship, the three of us, how it's evolved since we're 18 years old. 18 years old. We're, we were, we're such babies. Here and we are since 18, I mean, 42 years later. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, Denise, why Denise, is it important yeah, for you yeah. to talk about friendship? What what is it, what is important about friendship? However, you'd like to answer the question. Ah, so good to be on this podcast with you, Tessa. And I, I just, I really feel that a good friend that loves you unconditionally is a mirror image of who you are. Um, when there's no judgment. And you can tell your greatest secrets knowing that they have your back. Um, you could see if you even need to have those secrets in your life anymore. It's, it's remarkable. Um, when we were young, I was, I was thinking about it. When we were young, we, in our, you know, when we were 18, it was experiences in college and getting to, to cry and share and laugh. And, and as we get older, I'm finding that. We're at the prime of our femininity, and this is where we can really be sounding boards for one another because we've become what we always, I guess, dreamed of being, these feminine, beautiful, what we call ourselves butterflies, but we've actually, from the cocoon, become these beautiful 60-year-olds, and um, and it's just remarkable that um, these past few years, it's affected our lives tremendously. The, the friendship that we have, the three of us, because of the trust, mostly because of the trust, I believe. And such deep trust. Like, I, I just want to reflect on that for a moment, because we know each other intimately from the moments we were becoming adults. And then even if we went through pauses that we, we can talk about a little bit 
I, I still feel like we know that childlike side and we know that we're so uniquely different and we've witnessed one another in those differences. And so coming back together, almost like at this stage where we're open nesters, after we dedicated so much time to three kids each, and we each have three children, adult children. And the fact that I think open nesters can realize and people in this stage of life that how valuable it is to have those people that are just have your back, like that just know, just know and know you deeply. So, Shira, did you have something to add? I, I, I did, because it's so much more than just having each other's backs. We inspire each other. We're so much older and wiser and experienced women in so many different aspects. And we, we learn from one another. And, and we, we just, the, the, we value each other. And we, we, we are so much stronger than we ever were. And I, I feel that our friendship has given us an extra like notch on our backbone or something. I, I don't know how to describe it in words. It's like the wind beneath our wings. Like, you know, you, something like that. We'll talk it about that with so a cliche. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so cliche, but it's something very, very, very special. You know, very special. And, you know, all three of us, we are true goddesses, true, mm-hmm. true goddesses in our own ways, not just in our, 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 aesthetic beauty and and the way we carry ourselves but the deep deep inside of how we value family you know we have very similar values correct we're very lucky about that you know we we all three of us come from different family dynamics but a lot of love no matter what a lot of love from our parents you know um, and, and just, uh, and we found things, each of us found things very early to uh, and I used to like marvel at Denise, even when we were 18 because of her drive it was like, we used to learn that, like, and we knew right. who, that, who this per- person was and her passion for life and philanthropy and business and, and living this big life back then. Right. And I don't think Shira and I had an idea what we, and we kind of were more like, playful wanderers by nature i think we still have a lot more of that in common and yet the value that we have differently and grown differently is so amazing to watch so we used to marvel at denise's like amazing assertiveness and passion about for going for things in a way that was so big and beautiful and and learn from from that and you've encouraged us through the years to take chances and and take risks and that's such a deep part of friendship but everything both of you thank you for that um but everything that both of you do you have no idea how much that gives me in my fast-paced career and life so it's it's just tremendous i i was thinking how um if i could pinpoint we are like also suggestion boxes for each other if you think about it because at a hotel when there's a suggestion box the manager takes it, looks at it, reads it, and decides, you know, if he's going to do it or not. And we don't, we sing. We don't have to do it, but we we really know that the suggestion is something that is coming with such tremendous love from one another. And so we make those suggestions. And as we're getting older, also with medical issues, this is something that we respect because it's not your child telling you or your parent telling you or your beloved, you know, significant other. It's a sister. It's a sister friend. It's it's someone that you may not even want to tell your family that you have a health issue, but we tell each other everything. And so we become these beautiful suggestion boxes for one another. Take it or leave it. But often we often we take it because we really respect the person's opinion that's giving it to us. So that's that's also a great gift. Absolutely. I mean, so the importance of of friendship, we just kind of touched on. We'll talk a lot about the importance at this stage, because I do think we reinscribe a new passion at this phase of life to, you know, knowing that life is not ever forever. And we know that we want to live it fully. And I think all three of us, I know all the three of us do in such unique, beautiful ways. Like we're so passionate about our communities, about our families, about love in general. 
And, you know, you, you mentioned your beloved. So I know. So just to give you an update is that, I mean, Denise is married for longer than me even, right? Denise, how many years? Four. 37 this year. 37, I'm 33 years, and she was, was married for 30 and divorced at that point that we'll talk about because of how that support system helps. And I do want to say that that's like, it feels like in general, in society, we create and we're programmed to know that the romantic partnership has to be central. And I think we are kind of... Um, deconstructing that and that's what the world is deconstructing that something has to be a certain way and a, your beloved has to be everything it has to be essential and you have to tell them everything and they are the person that has to support you through everything and those are the things that I feel like I'd like us to be able to convey to the audience and, and other open nesters out there looking at why it's important at this stage of life that we really step into showing up in a way that is more central. So, Shira, did you want to talk about that at all? Well, <clears throat> it does bring me to talk about how during the time of my marriage, because of who I was married to, my friendships were not as much of a priority as they have been in the last few years since I've been separated. Um. And I, I feel like I missed out in a way. And so I guess I just, I, I want to share with the audience how truly, truly important. And if I had to do it again, I think I would make some changes in the fact of, you know, j just making it more of a priority and, and being stronger and, and, and more assertive about it about it being a bigger part of my life. I just had the type of lifestyle because we worked together and, you know, we lived together, worked together, homeschooled together, everything was together. I didn't have a lot of privacy and, and autonomy and all of that. And um, it's, it's not really excuses. It's just sort of explaining to really to myself mostly as I, as I unpack still after the last 30 years and so it, it, I, I sort of had a restriction. It wasn't, it, it, it was subtle. That's the thing. It was kind of subtle. And my spouse did have a big impact on me. And so I feel like some, you know, I would hear his voice and, and his judgments and, and all of that. And I, I guess I just, I realized as soon as I was on my own, I realized and, and that we started getting together more as the three of us and talking and 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 even just the two of us. If I was in Israel and hung out with Denise or and Tessa came to visit and we had time to really to I mean, it, it was really just picking up where we left off. I can't say that, you know. I mean, it's not like we had to reinvent or, well, there was re, you know, it was absolute trust. Absolutely. It was an absolute trust and sort of a continued flow, I want to say. But I certainly treasure and value it more than I ever did before. So how has it helped you in the last three years the most, do you think? I, I don't know what I would do without you. In, I don't know what I would do, honestly. I feel like Shira, I'd like to intervene for a minute, if I may, Tessa and Shira. You said something a moment ago because we're so close. I, this is what we do in our conversations. I can say you said a moment ago that it was not your priority. It was not your husband's priority. And I think for the listeners, this is a very big sentence because so many of the listeners, I'm sure, go through this where their significant other, male or female, does not want them on the phone or does not want them on a Zoom or does not want time taken away from them. And so maybe it was in your gut a priority or you wanted it or you were influenced, but it wasn't his priority. So I just wanted to share that if Shira can do this and if anyone is still in a relationship, you can try and find your way to, to do this as well because that's the message she's giving here. You know, 
unless it's an abusive, physically abusive relationship, do make the time and they'll have to deal with it. Correct me if I'm wrong, because it's something that's so important to you. Absolutely. And I I am proud of the fact that I did push uh, while I was still with my ex, uh, I did push for being in the women's circle that I'm a part of, which we are eight women in South Florida. And and I didn't ask at one point. I, I wanted to do it for years and then and he didn't want me to. And finally, I just said, good for you. I'm not asking anymore. I'm just telling you I'm doing it. And it was a really and it was a big deal. And it was really important to me. And that was the beginning of me opening up and 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 realizing how important my my women friends are. And mm. yeah, I mean, you're 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 definitely right, Denise. You are. Yeah. Sure. And we've you know, we just we we forget things that sometimes are the are the simple truths of life. Mm. And then once we enter them and we expand it, it's like gratitude. It's like if we're not practicing gratitude and then all of a sudden we are, we realize, wow, what was I doing without knowing my blessings and counting my blessings and and feeling this mm-hmm. sense of who the relationships are and how I want to show up for them. And that expands as we give it intention. So the so so that's why you're I think you're a good cautionary tale for women or for men listening who are being restricted by the space of of thinking that they should be able to fulfill every part of you. Right. When there are so many aspects of us that re, that 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 can be witnessed and mirrored, like Denise was saying at the beginning, so that we can see all the beautiful sides of ourselves and even some of the mess in a vulnerable way. So all of those are the are the areas that where we grow from is through some of the discomfort. And when we stay with one, we have to tell everyone one thing because they're we're programmed that romance is central and friendships should not be central. I mean, I know in my life there is no way that anybody will ever or actually ever did. But when I when I just know that friendships for me, my most my closest friendships absolutely are they're non negotiable. They're just central to my life. So if so anyone mm. that comes into my life or is in my life, and I think people need to know that to stand for that needs to be told this is just as important of a person in a different way than as you are and making time for them is a priority in my life if you start dating again if you're divorced and you're doing this again or mm-hmm. if you can learn through therapy and couples therapy to stand up for that i just want to really emphasize it because i think there's a lot to learn from that i agree a hundred percent and i want to share that we Three years ago, uh, a little less, my sister Lisa passed away, and that opened up something very, very monumental for me, and I think for the three of us, because we started thinking about our own legacies, what we want to leave to for our children and our and our and our people, you know, and, and what, how we want, how we want to live out the, these remaining years, our third chapter. And once a week, this is for the audience, once a week, you know, making each other a priority on WhatsApp for an hour, video chatting and, and sharing, not just schmoozing and catching each other up, but actually really having a prompt and talking about it and sharing and working on it. And um, that, that was really special, right? I mean, that was such a... Right. We work on each other's growth and our own individual growth every week, which is incredible. And I want to get back to Lisa, your beloved sister, who I knew, and say that we also saw in her memorials that were on Zoom, because today we all her incredible friendships that you didn't even know she had some people that you met after the fact how remarkable is that that these people were bawling on the phone for her loss and you didn't know them because friendships are i think the most important thing really in life sometimes friendships really do substitute family if you're living in a different state and um, and I agree 100%, and I share this. I think what's great for us at this age is we can share with our daughters and sons that one person does not have to be every, everything for, for them. 
because we've experienced this and we know this. Um, and you know, our our partners may may think otherwise and want it to be otherwise. However, it's just it's not realistic. And so we can share this with our married or unmarried children. And there, there are so many have. statistics that friendships nourish health. And that's why women live longer is mm. because they know how to build friendships more than men have learned to. And I do hope that men can learn from this conversation as well, that the investment of time, it's sometimes it is not comfortable and certainly not um, part of what traditionally we think, well, my husband comes first and then my friends, my, my wife comes first and then my friends. And, and of course, as a, as a person building a family, and when you need to have to be there and show up for that, and obviously the three of us are in different different places. You've, I'm sure all of you have surmised it. So Denise is speaking from Israel. Shira is from Florida. I'm in New England. And and so the, the we're, we're making it a priority, but we also don't live very close to each other that someone's grabbing us out the door at any moment. There's also boundaries that we also know. We also be creating conscious communication, and it's on many of our podcast episodes, is a really important piece here. Because then you can say, where is it that we need? I need to show up for you, and where is it I need to show up for you? So that they're not not equal; they're both equal. But when we do it when they're when we have kids, it's sometimes harder. And this stage gives us much more freedom. Like Absolutely. our kids don't need us as much. You hope that our husbands will de- still develop with their some kind of career or hobby or passion that they're not depending a hundred percent on us to fulfill all of their needs. I mean, that mm-hmm. is not a healthy way for us to live. And so the social networks we create based on our interests, based on our passions, based on the things that are important to us is it gives us health, it gives us life, it gives us passion, it gives us excitement. And and I meet new friends too. And I know the two of you are also like a lot of people say, oh, after 40, you don't meet any new friends. But all of us <laughs> have new friends in our lives. Because- the all the time. It's amazing. Amazing. Because it's a priority for us and it's adrenaline it's It's like it's like it's almost like a romantic love i'm sorry it's like when i'm excited about a new friend it's a romantic love on some level there's some romance in your body it's it's the chemical it's the pharmaceuticals of our body that are producing oxytocin and excitement to do something new with someone new go somewhere else try something new sure sure yeah sure you know the the ted uh there was a ted talk about um a study that was done over 50 years of a number of men, I forget the name, but later on you can reference it. But um, they did see that the men that lived the longest were ones that were part of a community. And you know, that without a doubt, so community being not just their significant other and their family, but a community, friends. So it does health absolutely is a you know scientific statistic. Well, we've lost the nature of the village. And, and like I was saying, if we were right next door to each other, we might have to work out more boundaries. But we've lost the nature of the village, which people did feel a lot more like they had a whole village to raise our, our hearts, our kids, our lives. And this world is not that. And yet we need that closeness. We long for that closeness. So our friendship and we is just we want to, you know, that's a tool I'd love to give everybody out there is that making that investment of a weekly talk, no matter where you are, is such a great priority. And to make it not just about catching up or 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 complaining like about the things that are bad in our lives. We elevate each other so much. So I wanted to talk about these elements that make our friendship kind of help us nourish our best open selves. Like what do you think, where do you think that um, are the elements of a friendship that nourish our, your best selves? So it, com- it comes back to the importance that you were talking about. So trust is definitely one because the trust allows us to be our best selves. And I think I think you mentioned a couple of them just naturally, Denise, like a suggestion box. Yeah, unconditional, unconditional love, unconditional um, support, knowing that at any, at, even though we have, and this is important for the audience, even though we have our weekly calls, if we needed um Anyone we could call at any hour in the middle of the night, even um, if there was an emergency, there would be no questions asked. You know, the question, the, the only question would be, you know, how can I help? Um, and and that's yeah, I can helpful. I can think of a few times where, you know, we we <laughs> where we needed each other, and it was like calling all butterflies, <laughs> <laughs> right. Need you. That's the best. For five minutes. <laughs> right. 
Right. Five minutes. And that's, yeah, again, right. if we need right. more, we need more. No, but but it, yeah. It, you know, I, I just, uh, exactly. Like, whatever you need, I'm here. Let me stop whatever I'm doing. And, uh, and right. you're more important. Mm-hmm. It's a unique thing to have. It is. And, and to value and to, and to invest in it. People don't realize why it, it, it's it, it supports us that why we said the wing the wind beneath our wind it's not just corny and and you know the, this this idea that um that even if we're going through a downtime and denise and i remember once did gratitudes when i was going through a downtime she'd say oh just send me like three gratitudes every day she reminded me and and you know shira there are times that like you remind me of things that 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 I can get out of my comforts, my my that I, where I'm just uncomfortable. Just get out of your comfort zone. Just what was the word? What is what you used to you said to me? Just, oh, just get in the get mood. In the mood. <laughs> get in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> a few times. But like, right. but you know what? I think Maya Angelou said, um, "A friend is a t- teaches reminds you of the song you sing when you forget the tune." Like the idea that we remind ourselves oh. is an element of friendship. That mm. it's that mirror. It's that reminder. It's the element of of this is who you are. This is what you could do. You can get through this and we're here for you, but you can do this. And that's right. the important reinforcement is like the, the cheerleading. It's the cheerleading. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I- A friend is someone who knows the song in your heart and sings it back to you when you forget the words. Thank you. Oh, I knew that. that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> in my bathroom. <laughs> and has been for 15 years at least. I love that. I really yeah. love that. Aww. Yeah, I had to get up and get it. Thank you. So, so what are the other so elements? Elements. Of, well, elements of, or even what was your first, when did you realize the meaning of your first friendship or the meaning of friendship? When did it become apparent to us? Like sometimes I do think for most people with friendships, it does become apparent during hard times. And cheer during the divorce and during your, I mean, but when we were younger, I can't necessarily remember. I just, I, I think about, does it have to do with, I mean, some of the, some of the idea is that we love to have fun together. And the three of us, like that meaning expands our fun. Like, oh my God, this is amazing because now our friendships even makes everything more fun. Like that was huge to realize from very young ages. And yet the, the, you know, the meaning of it, the depth of unconditional love and judgment and knowing that we're both so we're all so different and we don't judge each other it's yeah i mean yeah oh i just have to say that don't judge each other like not all of us are exactly the same like i don't necessarily like to dance that much club or at a party or at a just a fun bar but you know tessa and shira really love dancing they're fine. If I'm not down, they can make a suggestion and say, I would really love it if you joined us, but that's it. That's it. And I, you know, have my things that I do that they don't do necessarily. You know, I'm like at my desk <laughs> doing project after project after project. Um, and one may say, why are you spending so much time on that when you should be dancing? <laughs> but that, I can't, no, but right. But that's my dancing. That's my endorphins. That's my dopamine. The projects make me feel like I'm flying and dancing. So yeah, it could be different things, but it all complements, especially when we don't judge. I think also that, you know, friendships, the best friendships are like when you could just be who you are. And you just feel love and feel appreciation and feel good, feel, just feel good in the, in the presence of the, the, the it doesn't matter what you're doing. I mean, we literally were our last trip together. We just hung out in your house a lot. We did a little craft, had some wine. I mean, you know, the the doing sometimes we get caught up in rather than the being and, and, and we mm. affirm that for each other. That yeah, we know how to we're just be flow, just to be. We're in flow, sure. and it teaches us on our own how to kind of like, I think, come back to our own flow. Like that's more than just the song is mm. is kind of our own flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so true. I loved just hanging out on the couch and not going anywhere. Yeah. Just hanging again, like you said, with a glass of wine. Shira doing her jewelry, you know, giving her things to mend, or I was mending something. Or, it just 
it, it was just feeling at just home. Feeling and home. generosity, feeling. you reminded me, because Shira is so generous with that and so such a generous soul anyway. And I just feel like so many people see you that way, Shira, in your life. And it's been just so beautiful to behold that. Mm-hmm. The last three years, you're, you're generous heart and soul. And, and I think each of us um, show up with where we're most generous. And I think that's a big element of friendship, like showing up in who are in our best strengths that that reflects generosity to give more of what we have and what we can offer it means giving our gifts that and, it, and then it makes us feel higher and more empowered and elevated in our gifts because someone's re- recognizing them exactly i was just thinking of one of my first friends when you said that and my, one of my first friends i was in seventh grade and his name is mark and he made me feel when I was with him, that I was the best of myself. And that I think was a beautiful thing. We would go, he was a drummer, he still is. And we would go, I'd go and hear him drum. I wasn't a groupie, we were just really good friends. I had the flyers, I had them out. And we were, you know, just happy and joyful. It wasn't a romantic relationship whatsoever. It was my seventh grade bestie. Um, because he made me feel the best of who I was. Um, and and that that's also a great friendship. You know, I have men in my life now that are great friends that I'm not, I don't have romantic relationships with because they are there to, to be my cheerleaders a, along with my husband saying, wow, that was amazing. Wow, that's fantastic. It doesn't just have to be female. It really, I want to repeat that. You know, it's a big threat perhaps to couples, but it all depends on how you how you balance it. And um, for me, it's very important to have male friends as well. Me too, and sure too. I know that platonic relationships, I recently read that it's like it comes originally from Plato, and it's basically about that it transcends the physical. And so platonic can mean I have a new man, a French friend in my life I met because of the podcast, uh, Jonathan, and, and you know, he's become a dear friend. And it's amazing how I can depend on him and love his soul. And it transcends those things. So mm-hmm. someone can find a new aspect of you. And it, it and there's something about them, whether it's male, female energy, or now nowadays there's so much of a people that are on a spectrum that you can find ways of seeing yourself in a new way through new friendships, that w- what we were talking about. So male and female, it's so... It, it really does change the meaning of friendship. It almost like it it opens it wide up. And I and I want to add one more thing, not just you know the gender, but also age. I have found in the last few years um, friendships, or or not found, but uh, created friendships with people of that are way younger than me or way older than me. And it's so beautiful because we each, I don't even think about the age, you know, just when I think about it now during this podcast, I'm thinking about it, but it, it's never a thing. It just is what it is. It's a soul. It's a connection. It's an energy. And it's just so fun. I feel totally ageless. I'm so close with this you know, young woman who reminds me so much of me, she's in her 30s. You know, I'm like almost 30 years older than her. And we're so, so close and we tell each other so much. And I I can actually give her really great, wise woman advice. And she can, she can remind me of certain things. And, um, and also, it doesn't matter though. People are old souls. They, they can... Be much more mature or wiser, you know, at any at, at any stage age. I mean, I learned so much from my kids also. Um, or, you know, we all do, right? They, they're just Absolutely. amazing. Um, Learning from all generations. I mean, we are the crones. We are the wise women. And they're and when and when we're seen that way, we know we can even grow that that light even even greater. I just I feel like um you know, I, so it's not everyone. If, if I have new friends in my life, that I would say, uh, I go to therapy for that friendship. Which I love this uh, line that someone said in one of my podcasts, "Relationship Anarchy." That friendship is so wow. important to me that I'd go to therapy for that friendship. And I thought, you know, like how often do we invest, like the three of us have, in our friendship? Yeah. So these other things definitely bring out aspects of us, but but those deep trust things um, are so interesting and. And so we talked about mm-hmm. not having judgment 
And, and I wanted to bring up something that, that I think most friendships do go through. And I don't didn't remember when I was trying to think back if I've done comparisons. I mean, obviously, when, you know, Denise, you're so directed and there are times that I've compared, oh, why aren't I so directed? Like, it's like times when you go through some moments of like, not self-doubt, like being mad at someone else. But just some friendships do go through that, like comparison or being feel like they're being judged or or feeling like someone's jealous that someone likes you more and they're they're taking you to it, you know, they're why are they inviting them? I mean, some friendships go through that. And I, I don't want to call it petty because it's a process of evolution to go through that too. And I do wonder if you've ever experienced that with other friends, with us, like that that um even a little jealousy. You know, people think jealousy should be emotion that we shouldn't have that we should have but contain like and don't let anybody else know it which comes back to our, our people and our, our beloveds or our, our central partner or primary partner or the who whoever's in our lives that wants to hold us and own us instead of being a friend that is open and wants to encourage us to have other friends other ways of being and different ways of being than each other hmm. like so those are elements of really deeper friendship to get through jealousy or get through anything petty and do either of you have any thought about those those two things? I mean, the only thing that comes to my mind right now is a time that Denise and Tessa, you guys lived near each other for, what, five years? Mm-hmm. Four. Four years. Mm-hmm. Really, really close. And you were close and your kids got close and you spent a lot of Shabbat dinners, Friday evening dinners together. And I mm-hmm. And I remember... Like sometimes I had these pangs of like, can't believe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out of it. Like I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, it was fleeting because honestly, what I really, really felt was I'm so thankful and happy that they have each other. Mm. I really, honestly, I didn't, I didn't feel sorry for myself. I wished that I could come and visit more and spend a weekend. I mean, I wish I did, you know, I, I just, it's so hard that, that I can't even remember that, those days so clearly. It feels like a, a lifetime ago for me. It's just so different now, but. Well, Shira today, if I may, it's exactly the same because I live on the other side of the world and the two of you send me photographs all the time of being together. So you got that. You ended up getting that, the two of you. have, You know, you, both yourself and Tessa have the opportunity because you live in the same country to spend much more time than I do. But I truly cherish those pictures because I love you both so much. And I know that we'll be together at least, we've committed to being together at least once a year for a week and perhaps more. So... At, at this age, I don't feel, I want to talk about a hiccup in a minute that Shira and I had, my fault, I believe, but I have pure joy seeing you together because of my love for both of you. And you always include me and always say, we did a we did a toast to you. We did a, you know, we're drinking as if you're here. And I feel it. I feel it. So I want to just talk about a little hiccup that I had with Shira, perhaps because of the man that she was married to. And um, there, um, I was a bit upset with him, the way he was raising the children or some of the things that he, he did or some things that, um, that he prevented, I believe, Shira from doing. So there was a period of time that um, I was a little bit more distant. But aside from that, I was really a baby with driving without what we have today, Google Maps or Waze. And there may be an audience out there that also felt that before we had these wonderful tools of um, navigation. And when Shira would come to Israel and say, I'm, you know, somewhere, can you come to me? Because she didn't have a car. I was afraid to do it. It's amazing what Waze and Google Maps has done for me. It opened up my capability as here I am a businesswoman doing all of these things, projects and what have you, but I couldn't because perhaps of the Hebrew and the Arabic get to you. And I just want to apologize because that was so silly. It was just so silly, but that was my default. 
I was afraid to to do it without, you know, having the navigation system that we have today. And I'm sure there's other people at home that say, I don't want to leave because I fear whatever it is. I've stressed when it comes to being in unfamiliar places or so, you know, it's nice to always be able to make amends years later as well. Yeah. We, so we got over that. Such a, I mean, yeah, and, we got and, over and just, that. And just to be vulnerable, like I, I mean, I felt very sad when I couldn't see Shira when I was in Florida because my family lives there and her husband and she would say, let me check with him. Let me check with him. And <sighs> she couldn't meet me halfway. And I really felt very sad about it for, for a while. And yet I learning to that. accept became my, my, I mean, it was not easy. I remember thinking, okay, I, I need to accept where it is. I need to accept what it is. And sometimes people go through stuff. And we need to accept what they're going through. And that's a deep part of friendship. I really think that that's a big element of friendship is accepting that we're at different stages. And if people are going through a hard time to show up and say, I'm here, but I don't have to intrude. I can just be here when you're ready. And that's Mm. an important way to show up as well. So, um, you know, I I feel like this, the, the, the term I've learned because I'm polyamorous called compersion also teaches us that like what you guys were just mentioning. So compersion, meaning being happy for the other and knowing that if someone at least is doing the best they can and they're showing up in their lives and they're happy, you just, you want to encourage that. I mean, at some point with Shira, we didn't, weren't sure she was so happy and, and, and eventually that's why you made a decision to separate. But the idea that there's no full, complete happiness anyway, all we can do is have like, I'm not going to, I don't have to, I don't have to indulge my narrative and my story of poor me in any way. I can look at what is good for them. Like, and that's, that's really compersion, being happy for someone else's happiness. And so jealousy is part of a lot of friendship circles. And so I did want to make sure we kind of touched on it for a moment. So thank you for both indulging. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we kind of close down, I like to do it, you know, 45 minutes, we're already going over a little bit. Um, what do you, any other, like, I don't know, thoughts about, what you've thought through the last number of years that we've been noticing how much we've grown like this. I, I wish I could name more of it because I feel like there's so much more, there's so much richness here. And it, I mean, it came from a commitment like this commitment to speak every week for sure. Um, so commitments sometimes come first, like, you know, you, you don't know, you just have to show up. <laughs> well, I think the showing up thing is, such a big, big, big element. We simply show up, whether it's a phone call or being there physically in the other person's home, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or or with a text or with a, an emoji or, you know, there's many, many, many ways to show up. And that's a huge part of it. I I just feel that I have at least two amazing human beings that see me and know me Mm, at least at least two and i have many more but but you know me really really and in so many deep and wonderful ways and i just i i want to cry because you know it just from the love you know from the joy from the happiness and uh you know, just means it. And I love that we we knew you then. Well, so we all knew each other then. Then. It's not yeah. just these new friendships right. that we made and we all have them. We knew each other right. then. When all of our parents were alive, we knew each other then. When all of our siblings were alive, we knew each other then. When all of our children went through struggles and we helped each other and got the pictures as they were growing up in bathtubs and got the bathtub pictures of them taking their first baths and their other bar mitzvahs and weddings. And, you know, so so that's so powerful. And I want to say that my home and I don't even have to ask is your home. So if you ever one of you did not have a home. You could live with me for the rest of your life. And I believe that the same same is true for all of What a what a glorious feeling. What What a what an amazing, amazing what a safety safety. Well, that's what I think friendship provides. There's this huge like groundswell of support that we've given each other. And it's so just the best thing best thing in the world. So that's why I was so excited to do this this interview. Yeah. 
Thank you for the opportunity. I know, Tessa, you're so good at this. And we're so proud of you and all the the podcasts that you've been doing, all the amazing. (laughs) Bashir has been our week, my weekly listener, my (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, they're the best and we learn so much from you from each other and yeah there's nothing I like, love you both and like it. we will stay on now and continue talking because we got each other's faces <laughs> so I love you Tessa I have uh, seen the three of you grown I know you exactly when you uh, introduced me to both Shira and Denise back in the days 30 uh, some odd years ago and they were always, always your best friends. And seeing you uh, with them today, as uh, Denise were so articulately said, we knew them then. We knew them when the kids took their first bath and their first walk, and they were got married and so on. It is just seeing you 30, fast forward, 30 years forward, is just an incredible, incredible sight to behold. Oh, well, we, I know you all probably feel it with your best, and I hope you do. And, you know, we've traveled together with their partners at the beginning of our marriages or when we were in the same place and always made an effort, and that's what it is required to invest, even if you go through waves of, of closeness with the older friends, with friends that have been around for a long time. So I know also with you, as we will talk about in your friendship interview, you have new friends but um, this this is about the old friends. Exactly. And, you know, it does help that you knew each other many, many years ago and you share the same similar values. The friendship is a top priority. I know you never, ever, for the last couple of years, you have not missed one weekly call with the two of them. It is a priority to you and everything holds. Everything stopped when you are engaging with that conversation, your weekly conversation. And, you know, uh, it, it is a beautiful thing to see how how bonded all of you are and how much you share. And truly, uh, I can tell I've never been a privy to the conversation. It's always been behind closed doors, so to speak. There's no secrets between the three of you. And it's beautiful to see. And as Denise said it very articulately again, their house, the, her house, is yours if you ever need it. So it is, uh, it is beautiful to see. And it yeah. is mutual. It's like when you know that someone is, is beyond what you was saying, has your back, they're beyond that because they give you a sense of belonging and coming back to who you really are. And, and some of that essence never changes. And our friends, especially our dear friends, remind us of that, that that we, our essence, our, our spirit has can evolve, but that being being held as for our whole life's worth of growth. And there's a, there's a lot to learn from that. And, you know, uh, I think that uh, Shira mentioned about the spouses objecting to the friends. That is a, a problem and a challenge for many couples, that there are certain friends that they don't like. It could be the, the friends of the wife or the, or the friend of the husband, uh, and, you know, that's that should not really interfere. I mean, the friend is of the friend of the person, and that should allow to be continue and develop rather than trying to object to it. And although you are married to somebody, so you really have to take their opinion and, and think about it. But it's a, it's a subject matter that we need to discuss more. What do you do when your spouse doesn't like your friend, doesn't want them in the house, etc.? Right. So that's that's something that we're learning as we get older to stand up for our choices. And I think that this that's what I think was so important about illustrating in this episode. I just hope that, you know, in the next few episodes, uh, we can discuss more about the objection of the spouse uh, to the friendship. And it's uh, it's we never experienced it, Tessa. We never. And I mean, there were friends that you like more than the others. There were friends that you did not like the way that they. Uh, I remember one case that you did not like how they cheat on their wives, so that you didn't want them in the house. But, you know, uh, we overcame that somehow, some way. But, you know, that's something that we need to discuss more. Well, giving each other space, period, is something that we have discussed in many of our episodes. I would say that, and we even had an interview about um, commitment, communication, and the, the making those concessions um, for each other is also true in a friendship, but especially when you have a primary relationship to exert that 
the importance of that centrality of friendship because that, especially for women, women's friendships often outlast everybody because of the fact that women live so much longer. And not only that, they're solid. Your, your friends with Shira and Denise are solid. They, they are grounded. They are real. You're loyal to each other, and it's transparent through the interview. Thank you. Well, I love the interview, and I thank both of you dear people that I love so much for doing it with me, Denise and Shira. And I'm sure that uh, the audience uh, gets something out of it, understanding what friendship is, how you prioritize it into your life, and how valuable it's become as we grow older into this open nesting stage. Amen. So, thank you very much for listening to this incredible friendship series. It is truly, truly a gem within our Open Nesters podcast series. And we like you very much to visit our website. Check it out. TheOpenNesters.com, double N in the middle, S at the end. Leave us a note. Tell us what you think. We're going to start uh, responding to some many, many questions that we have from the audience. So keep on listening. Keep on sharing. And what I'm hoping to do is have your subscription to our e-letter because I invite you to hear about the tools and techniques that really do develop friendships as I develop my ebook around this topic. So if you'd like to be on the, on the inclusion list, get onto that, that OpenSS website and subscribe to us, uh, to our e-letter and subscribe on any podcast platforms as you share with your friends because it helps us grow. It helps us know that this stage of life is about all the openings and love for ourselves and others that can make our lives so rich. Till next time, this is Amir. And this is Tessa. And we will see you on the next episode. Ciao. You have been listening to the Open Nesters Podcast, a production of Kiwi Publishing and Media. Executive Producer, Tessa Crone. Music by Yoni Avi Patat. Audio Engineering by Lucid Sound. Web Design and Blogs, PJ Ewing. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. To learn more about each episode and guest, please visit us at theopennesters.com. For questions or to be a guest on our podcast, email tessa at theopennesters.com.